Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. Just wanted to apologize really quick, this intro part of the episode is not being recorded with my normal microphone setup, so the audio does sound a little different than the rest of the audio in this episode. I just wanted to take a brief moment and say thank you so much for listening. This is our 30th episode of Can't Stop Snapping, and I really appreciate you and all the listeners for, uh, you know, putting time into listening to the podcast, supporting the podcast, following us on Twitter, uh, following the podcast on wherever you are listening to this right now. Uh, it means a lot to us. We really enjoyed your support and we are uh, grateful that we've been able to put out so much content in such a little time. So thank you for listening. Uh, today is a great conversation leading up to the global release. We share our thoughts on if we think the uh, game is ready for a global release uh, only a few short weeks away so make sure to follow us on twitter at can't underscore stop underscore snap to let us know your thoughts about today's episode if you agree disagree with the conversation points let's dive into today's episode hey everybody we are back with another episode of can't stop snapping the official podcast of marvelsnapzone.com Today is an interesting conversation. Um, as you know from my Twitter posts and we've uh, kind of the latest episode before this one, uh, I've been a little slower on episodes, and that's just because of some stuff that's been going on in my day to day. But uh, in the last couple of weeks, as you all know, the official global launch uh, date has been announced for Marvel Snap, and that is coming up in mid October. And so I thought it would be great to have a conversation about do we feel that Marvel Snap is ready for a release? And uh, if not, what do we feel like it's lacking? And if so, what, why do we feel confident about that? So today for this conversation, I am joined by two great guest hosts, one returning and one new. Uh, first, I am joined by Wes the Best. Wes, great to have you back on. Happy to be here. And I'm joined by first time guest, Teddy Ninja. Oh, man, so excited for this one and so excited for the release. Yeah, well, thank you for being here as well. I, I thought this would be a great conversation to have multiple guests, to have a little bit of a roundtable here so we could bounce some ideas off of each other and, and see what our general thoughts are. So we will dive right in. Uh, first thing I want to say to you both, I should say I want to ask you both is, were you surprised about the uh, closeness of the launch date, if you will? I mean, as of recording, we are under four weeks right? Uh, less than four weeks away till the release. Were you surprised by this? Why or why not? Wes, you, you let us know first. Oh, for sure. I was definitely surprised, uh, just because of how soon it is. Uh, we've been in the beta, not even six months Yeah, and, uh, they're, they're, they're launching, but I mean, as far as, uh, yeah. So that's what I was surprised about was how soon it was. Yeah, I I for I would, one I would have put it around Christmas time or early yeah. next year. I for one, I mean, they've obviously been vague intentionally when they talk about release date or talk about patches. They never want to give like get people's hopes up for a certain date if they don't feel like they can commit to it. But I think I just thought because of the vagueness that it was going to be even farther out. Right, I was thinking next year, honestly, beginning of next year, uh, based on that. Um, Teddy Ninja, you feel the same way, or do you do you feel a little different? Oh, yeah. I mean, the announcement was such a serendipitous moment to see that it was coming out so soon watching D23. Man, seeing that was such a surprise because they have delayed like the rebranding of the Nexus events, especially because of that. Like the core structure of monetization has not been shown in beta. 
And so I was fully expecting that, like, with the delay, the rework there, that it was going to get pushed back. Everything else seems to be getting pushed back at the same time here. So that's what I was expecting. But I mean, it's super exciting that it's coming out here in October. Yeah, no, and it makes sense. I mean, obviously, the day before D23, when they have the gaming uh, gaming panel, if you will, they, you know, they kind of tweeted it out, second dinner being they. Um, and I thought, oh, well, they're going to just kind of hype up the game to a bigger audience. That's that's what I thought. Uh, but kind of exactly. looking looking back at it with 2020 vision uh, and retrospect, right, is like, well, okay, yeah, that was like the, their big platform to announce a release date, right? Kind of makes sense that they, that's what they would have taken advantage of. So, yeah, yeah, very interesting, very exciting. Um, but I think the bulk of what we're going to talk about today uh, is going to be do we feel they're actually ready? Why or why not? And we've kind of organized that into a few topics here, and I think we're going to have some great discussion. So first things first, I want to focus on bugs. And now we just had a patch recently in the last couple of days, and they obviously targeted a lot of bugs, uh, visual bugs, uh, audio bugs, uh, just kind of some more optimization stabilization of the app, if you will. Um, you know, I don't know, obviously, what every phone everybody's using. I use an iPhone XR, which at this point is a few years old. And with the patch previous to this, my performance got much worse. And thus far, in the latest patch of the last couple of days, it does seem like things are a little bit better. I wouldn't say perfect, but things are working and, and chugging along a little bit better for me. Um, so yeah, like Teddy, where do you feel like they are as far as bugs, optimizations, performance, etc.? How How's your experience been with the latest patch? And do you feel they're ready in the bug-free department? Wow. Oh man, what a what a question. So I've played a number of other mobile games and they're all buggy. So just kind of the level of like the little visual glitches, the little niggling things, like those are always there. The things that do get me are some of the poor optimization, like for you on the on the phone. I'm on BlueStack, so I'm able to throw the might of my PC behind this. Um, so just in terms of like, you know, cards flipping smoothly and stuff like that is great. But optimization in terms of you know, things like Onslaught on Onslaught Citadel doubled by Mystique, and then you're watching an animation repeat 120-something times, and you're locked in a match for 15 minutes. Like, it's probably not considered a bug, but it is a terrible experience and is, like, horribly optimized. So I've been waiting with every one of these patches that they were going to speed things up, and I don't know if we've hit it yet. So th there's things like that uh, that just deliver the unfinished feel that I think they want to get rid of for this full release. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. I mean, a couple of patches ago, right, they sped up the animation for Collector, right? I don't know if yeah. you guys remember that. they nerfed it in half so that you don't see it anymore anyway. Oh, yeah, no. I <laughs> that's mean, that, how they really sped it up. That's that's hilarious. But, like, I mean, very true. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I was surprised they did that one and not some of the other ones. It seems like they have exactly. the ability to speed that up. Um, yeah. Obviously, in the case you're talking, you're talking the most extreme case, the ideal scenario is that just uh, kind of gives you an instant win or something or does it just a couple of times and then, you know, doesn't anymore or, you know, whatever that is. But yeah, exactly. Uh, I see Omega Red whip his tentacles over and over. He, he triggers off so many different things and he's a fun card to be able to use. But I don't know. I almost feel bad running him in decks now because if I'm triggering all these extra effects, then it's. It just becomes a, a slog. That bug is kind of awesome, though. I yeah. would be sad if that never <laughs> happened again. Just every once in a while, he just starts slapping like crazy and can't stop for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I, I get what you're saying. And I, I'm sure that it is in their priority list to 
uh, kind of make that good impression with global launch, right? All of us playing in the beta, you know, we've expected some issues. Uh, we can potentially be a little more patient with issues as they've come up and they've been fixed uh, over the different patches. But people that are experiencing this game for the first time when it's globally launched, um, you know, depending on how bad it, uh, any game is, right, there there could be some pushback and some uh, lack of uh, retention, if you will, with that. So, Wes, what are your thoughts yeah, on this topic sure. uh, of bugs? Uh, I'm a bit of a dinosaur gamer. I just turned 38 this past weekend, so I'm a little more patient when it comes to bugs, like... Uh, for instance, Cyberpunk, I loved at launch. Of course, mm. I was playing on PC and not console, so there's that. But uh, there's bugs don't really get me unless they're game-breaking. Like, your save file is corrupted, or it just crashes the game every time you try to do this one thing. Uh, we had some uh, crash issues, uh, but those you could just reload back into the game. And... Uh, if you'd asked me at the beginning of the day yesterday when I was so hyped to get in and just start playing and see all the new updates, I would have been so angry and ranting. Uh, so it's good that we had this time to relax. But no, after I downloaded all the assets, things worked very, very smoothly. But that it, it took a while. It was like an hour it took to get all those assets downloaded. And uh, But once those were downloaded, everything's been pretty smooth. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm very confident that uh, these guys can get, get it done. Um, they're continuing to work on optimization. Uh, the animations thing, the quality of life type of deals where you got stuck in a match because you're getting Exodia out of your mind uh, is pretty pretty good on point, what Teddy said. And uh, so, I, yeah, I don't have anything to add other than that, but... You know, a lot of people take uh, bugs and things like that and blow them a little bit out of proportion sometimes. Because, again, for me, if it's not game-breaking uh, and I'm still enjoying the game, usually I can look past it and be patient. Because I know that, you know, computer engineering and trying to fix all those things, you can end up breaking a bunch of other things. And it's a big, it's like a, a stack of a house of cards, you know, you got to be careful. Or playing Jenga. Yep. You got to be real careful which piece you pull out so the whole thing doesn't come crashing down. So, 100%. Uh, I mean, uh, my day job, I'm a, a software product manager and I have a, a software team that I work with and totally get that. I mean, it's a fine, it's a fine balance. Sometimes people say, well, why can't you just make it faster or more optimized or better or, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, well, we can, but we have to do it in the right way. Right. And that takes a lot of thoughtfulness and and being intentional about doing architecture in the right way. So uh, and I'm and that being said, that makes it sound like I know more than I do. I am in no way a developer. Right. I I I just come I just help them decide what we're going to build. But they do all the building and the and the understanding of how to build it. But yeah, I mean, it's very tricky. I I am interested to know, do you guys think there will be another so this is a two-part question. One, in general, do you think there's one more patch in the next four weeks before global launch? So that's the first question. And two, do you think it'll be more focused on bug fixes and optimizations or on additional game balance changes? Uh, Teddy, we'll go to you. Yeah, I think that we're definitely going to get another patch. I think if they, I, if I was them, I would really want to be able to show the rework, uh, the rebrand of the Nexus events prior to going live. And I think that they would also be looking at the meta here 
with so much data now as people have expanded their collections deep into pool three, be able to get things into as much parity as possible for all the new players flooding in so that it just just really sickening to hit the same deck on ladder over and over. So I think that we could even see some balance changes for the pool one and two cards as they try and get that, you know, just very even for the best new player experience. Um, so yeah, I'm expecting a new patch and I'm expecting both balance changes and optimization. But I will say, in terms of bugs, uh, there haven't really been any that affect, say, competitive integrity. Mm-hmm. So if they want to launch some kind of, you know, promotional competitive event or tournament, I don't think that there's gonna there's not going to be like a black mark on it with bugs that will affect competitive gameplay. So that's been really promising. That's a very fair point. Uh, Wes, what are your thoughts on, on those questions? Do, um, you, do you think there's another I was patch? trying to look in the Discord because I was pretty sure that they've already confirmed that they are most certainly aiming to have one more update before global release uh definitely could be I'm, the case I'm, I'm confident i've read something like that uh but um you know looking at it uh where freaking who was it it's been ben brode he uh mentioned that uh they're not even bringing back nexus events they're they're not they're probably not bringing back nexus events uh, he said, uh, we're not sure we're going to replace Nexus events as such, and nothing is coming in that space before Global. We are working on our plans to for how to add new cards and get additional goals, and for players who have already earned all the cards, which I'm three cards away now, so I'm happy about that. We'll, an- we'll announce our plans here before launch, but aren't going to be adding those new cards until after Global launch. So, um, I think... Uh, I think that's all right. One yeah. more update, one more balance change should be good. Uh, definitely a little more fine-tuning. Uh, I would love to see a little crisper UI. Uh, the mission the mission system hasn't really looked great since they changed it. Uh, what was it, like a month or two months ago, yeah, in my opinion? They've tweaked, that, a, that's they, all. they've tweaked pieces of it a couple times at this point, right? They've I feel like they've kind yeah. of thrown a lot at it, and... I'd have to agree with you. I think it's still just kind of, what's the right word? Too much. I don't know. It, there's just so much going on. I don't know if that's ha- what you're trying to say, but for me, it's just a little bit too much going on. It's on funny the screen. because you. It's funny because you get used to it. Because I remember how much I really disliked it at first, and then they just changed like how the numbers look when you're completing your missions. And I saw that, and I was like, man, the old way was much better. I'm like. Wait, but I hated the old way when it first came out, so it could just be a matter of just get used to it eventually. But yeah, that that would be my thing. It's working on more UI, and then uh, they're already nailing the quality of life stuff because the deck slots was a real big one that people were harping on, and they increased those by they doubled them. So yeah, uh, maybe get rid of boosters out of caches. That w- that would be super sweet. Oh yeah, I don't know if that's gonna happen before before launch, but. <laughs> Yeah, replace them with a little text slot like, sorry, try again. It's about the yeah. same, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yes, we've, we've had many conver- many a conversation about boosters and thoughts for, for rework there, but they seem pretty, uh, pretty um, set on the idea, if you will. So kind of continuing this conversation, obviously, uh, Wes, that, that bit you just read uh, was very helpful because that kind of leads into our next conversation. Sounds like we're not getting any big uh, features, new features before release related to monetization, right? 
monetization. But do you guys think uh, there are new features coming before release or soon after release? So do you think there are coming... Well, let, sorry, let, let me reword that. Do you think there are new features coming before release? So that's a yes or no question. And, uh, you know, do you think there are features they need before release and or immediate, you know, very soon after release to have the the game just really hit the ground running? And, and I'll go first. Um, the the big thing I think, um, you know, and I, and I feel like over the last couple months they said they were hoping to get this in before global release. I don't know if they're going to get it in this in at this point is a friend system, right? being able to add other users and to be able to challenge them. Um, you know, obviously the game's done fairly well in beta and people still enjoy it, but I think that's just a key piece that other card games have. And I feel like have had at launch that I think just brings a lot of fun to the game. I mean, that allows people to set up their own tournaments. It allows you to play your friends, uh, play people you meet in the community, etc., etc. And I just, I'm really hoping but that's there at release or in the very first patch after release because, you know, I've got some of my relatives that are playing the game now in the beta uh, and just other people I've obviously met through the podcast and the community. And I just really want to be able to play who I want to on, on a regular basis. And, and I feel like this isn't a kind of feature you add three months or six months after release. I feel like it's a release feature or a first patch after release feature. That's my personal thought. I'm curious if you guys agree with that one or if you guys have other ones that you, you know, you, you think there will be before launch and or you think they really should be there soon after launch. Um, Wes, we'll turn oh, it over man. to you first. Uh, yeah, the lack of game modes is definitely worth them. Uh, I love ladder. I love hitting infinite. Uh, but, you know, after infinite, what's there to do? They said they're working on that as well. So I'm excited to see, but you know, uh, when it's globally released, there should be more than just ranked play. You should have an unranked mode. You should have a friends list so you can battle your buds. Uh, I think those are some of the biggest ones that they should hit on. Um, but as long as they can hit it either at launch or very soon after, because in the gaming space, we, we, games age is like dog years it's like super fast so like one month is like half a year and in, in regular time so if they miss out on having another key way to engage players like especially the more casual ones because i mean this is even still geared towards casual players but even more casual uh like i just want to play with wolverine you know those type of players uh they could miss out a lot and i would hate to see that but um i think it's still good, man. Uh, honestly, I I see where they're going with like the emotes. I love the new emotes they just put in the game. Mm -hmm. They're so top quality. Like having the little Spider Man pointing at him and the Deadpool, and that's that that's definitely going to be a monetization uh, key right there. Selling little emote packages, kind of yep. like they do in Magic Arena. They do the and, same thing. Uh, in... I'm okay with that. Yeah, they do the same thing in Legends of Runeterra, and I know that's been a big. I don't know how much money they're making total, but I know a big percentage of the money they make is off of emotes. So, but yeah, I really think, like you said, the friends list, uh, friendly battles, and it would be amazing if it had a spectator mode, especially for like Q brushes and people that want to get together and put like little tournaments together and things like that. <clears throat> uh, a non-ranked mode, like again for the casuals, 
And I really, I really dream of a day where we got a draft. That would be a draft in us being able to put together teams and have team events. They kind of worked on that with the Hydra and Shield, but that's just, you know, pick a side. Uh, I would love like clans or like super teams. You can form your own super team Mm -hmm. and get your buddies and do stuff together. That would be pretty sweet as well. Yeah. Uh, Wes coming in here with we need clans, which no card game that I know of has successfully implemented. It would be amazing if we got that, though. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're playing superheroes. We need to have super teams, man. It's true. You Avengers form... Assemble. Yeah, exactly. It'd be great. Clan yeah. name Avengers, clan name X-Men, et cetera, et cetera. Yep, fantastic for... I'm Yeah, I mean, there's so many groups, right? Um, yeah, now... it would honestly adapt well to this uh, subject matter. I think that this could be a way where they can bring it in. And the team has shown that they're not scared to innovate on card game formula with the snap mechanic is very unique, very innovative in my opinion. So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Ben Bro to, to have a kooky idea that he can throw in here. Yeah. Well, Teddy, let, let's hear some more of your thoughts about, um, you know, are there features you think are necessary, you know, pre-launch or immediately post-launch and, and or do you have any other pie in the sky ideas that you'd like to share? Okay. So first out, I don't think we're getting any new features prior to launch. I think it's going to be something that they're going to be aiming for the big update to hit when we launch, because then you get all the engagement of the new players coming in and you get the revitalized engagement of everybody from the beta to know that the big update is hitting right at launch day where they get all that, all that energy, right? And it has to be friendly matches. A card game where you can't battle your friends and you can't play tournaments is dead on arrival. Like if, if they're not going to have that, they might as well say it's just open beta. It's not full release, right? Because when you're saying it's full release, you're telling people it's done. And a card game without the friendly matches in the tournaments is not done. So we, we really need that. That's like full agree with you guys on that one. Uh, looking at high in the sky features, I mean, Wes brought it up. Having something for the infinite players to push for, for the hardcore community to keep on climbing, be able to have a global or regional number one that you could grind for. I think that that can really like that. The hardcore community, even though there's going to be a much larger casual community around it, it's the hardcore community that I think really drives these games in terms of who spends on the game, who creates content for the game, uh, what keeps it alive. And so giving them something to really chase after, those grind lords, I think is going to be really important. And then one kind of, I, I don't know how many other people are going to have this take. It might actually ruffle some feathers, but I think that on full release, they need to do some kind of update for the collection track that's a catch-up mechanic. Because honestly, I feel bad for everybody in the beta getting these several months head start, right? Because if things just continue the way they are, everybody who's been playing right now is just permanently several months ahead of everybody who joins on full release. And that just mentally feels bad to the people coming in right away to know that there's this whole crowd of people that have already been grinding away for months, right? And so to do some kind of update so they know that if they put in the time that they're going to be able to catch up and be with right up there, have a collection as large as anybody else who's been playing since day one, I think is actually an important thing for the mental, um, what do you say, the fortitude, the uh, motivation for people coming in right away to say like, all right, I'm going to get on, I'm going to catch up, be able to take it to anybody on ladder, you know? That's an, that's an interesting topic. And I, I want to share my thoughts. And Wes, I'd be curious your thoughts. So my first thought is, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I wonder 
let's say, uh, I think Wes, like you said, you're three cards away from unlocking every card, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, just by the numbers game, I mean, if you continue to play, you know, daily, um, you're going to unlock all the cards before the game releases, right? That's just, you're going to open up enough. Oh, show. Yeah. And so that being said, let's say they're, they're after release, maybe they're releasing one card. I mean, I know they want to maybe do one card a week or right. one, you know, one card every other week, but I think it's going to not be one card a week come the launch. I think it's going to take them some time to ramp up. So, I mean, by nature of that, you're going to keep playing and you're going to keep opening caches potentially, and you're not going to be able to unlock a new card until that new card's available while a new player is going to be able to open like multiple cards. So it's like, in that way, I don't know if that makes sense what I'm trying to say, Teddy, but like, it's kind of like, I'm not saying it's a full catch-up mechanic, but like by nature of people having a bigger pool and the odds in their favor to unlock cards more than somebody who's already unlocked everything, and then they unlock the one new card, and then they're back to not being able to unlock any cards, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, that's that's certainly a fair point, especially with how slow new card releases have been here in the beta. Just anybody joining right now is technically catching up. That is fair. Yeah. That being said, I don't know if that's the perfect solution. So Wes, I, I'm curious, do you feel like there needs to be uh, some kind of catch-up mechanic different than that, or what do you envision there? It's honestly a really good point that I never thought about. Well, in all honesty and transparency, I don't feel bad about being ahead of people because uh, I think our time is extremely valuable to us and to Second Dinner, and the time we've spent playing the game these months uh, should be rewarded somehow, and we're getting to keep our collection is our reward. Uh, so on that case, I think uh, it's fine. But it, it's very it's a very good point. I think they just need to speed up Collection Ladder. Just make it faster. And that way, you know, we're already near the end game. And they've said they're working on ways to keep us engaged. But all they need to do for the new players is just make it a little bit faster so they can catch up to us quicker. Because, yep. again, with the adding of new cards, they're going to be looking at different ways to get people to try to get those new cards rather than just from the Collection Ladder. The collection ladder is to get your core pull one, pull two out of the way, and then start sniping at your pull three cards. Yep. So especially if they can fine tune how you get your pull three cards, uh, you know everybody that I know of seems okay with a pick three. They don't seem fine with that. They keep saying like, oh, but then it feels bad. It's like no, trust me, it's not that bad. <laughs> like it's fine to pick three because when you're near your end of your list, like you know like. Oh, the, all I have is Gambit left that I want, and I'm not pulling Gambit, but I get freaking Crystal. That feels way worse than having to choose three, and you're like, oh, I don't like any of these choices. But, no, I think a, I think a catch-up mechanic is a really great idea, and I never thought of that, so. Yeah. You know, right. Steady. And on the on the pick three, I also just love that. Just, like, from, like, very almost cynical, like, wanting to promote just people engaging with the game, right? It would be great if you had pick three. Suddenly, everybody's in the Discord. My three choices are this, this, this. What should I pick? You know, tons of conversations around that, like, you know. Yeah, post it on Twitter. Yep. Like, that yep. would be really fun. Yep. And they've actually used that as an excuse not to do it. Because then people just game the system and they know they think this card is not a good card to pick. It's like the same argument with like not wanting you to destroy your cards, which is if you're getting some kind of reward for it, for some kind of currency like dusting in Hearthstone. Like I've heard many different devs look at dusting in Hearthstone as a bad thing. And I'm like, yeah, for people trying to make money. 
Yep. I'll dust Quake over and over again anytime I get her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, definitely definitely some interesting thoughts. I mean, I think a catch-up mechanic could be something as simple, and this is something that a lot of mobile games do upon release, whether they're card games or not, is uh, daily bonuses, like global release bonuses, right? Because one, they're trying to get people kind of hooked on the game, coming back every day to get your daily bonus. Uh, this would be in addition to like the missions and rewards they already have, but there could be some bonus credits that are like given out for the first two weeks of play, right? Or you know, something like that, right? And then that just gives you some more credits to uh, upgrade your cards faster for the first few weeks and just kind of catch up, build your collection up a little bit more at release until you can get into a good cadence and you've got a deck that you can play with, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah, totally. They could tie it into these like monthly events that they've been running now with no monetary or not monetary, but no uh, resource rewards. But like the shield versus Hydra event, if you met whatever like daily minimum, they could give credits at the end of the month and then it'd be this catch up mechanic. It'd be really interesting. Yeah. So we'll have to see what they do. We'll have to see what their kind of uh, release uh, giveaways or release rewards are. I just feel like that's like a normal gaming thing. Obviously, they may not do it, but I assume there's going to be something that's kind of like, uh, hey, global release, get these extra rewards for something, right? Hey all, I wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about MarvelSnapZone.com. Marvel Snap Zone is a one-stop shop for everything Marvel Snap on the internet. They have new articles nearly every day that cover deck building, strategy, card breakdowns, etc. They have a great collection tracker tool and a decklist builder that works off of that collection tracker so that you can know what decks you can build with your current card collection. They have guides and deck lists for all level of players and all collection level of players. Make sure to go to MarvelSnapZone.com and check it out now. Well, awesome. That, that was a great uh, conversation. I'm, I'm interested to see what they what they do with all of that. Um, kind of shifting gears here a little bit. Um, you know, we, we just had an episode come out where we talked about the full patch notes, so we don't need to necessarily go through the full patch notes again but there are you know feel free both of you to talk about some specific thoughts if you do have them about certain changes from the patch but how do you guys feel about the game balance um obviously this latest patch i think was the most card card changes we've ever had in a single patch um and they made some changes to how uh you know how some cards operate their abilities like Baron Mordo. He was really weak. They tried to buff him up Jessica Jones, right? Some of these cards, but then there was just a whole slew of cards, five and five and six cost cards that they shifted um, power levels and cost levels around. So obviously they just did a ton, probably with a ton of data that they've had over months and months and more people unlocking uh, cards that are in pool three. How do you guys feel about the balance of the cards and the meta right now? I know, this is a little bit of a tricky conversation because we've only had the patch for a couple, you know, uh, not many days, uh, right? But how do you guys feel about the latest changes? Do you guys feel like it's pretty balanced and there's only a couple more tweaks before release? Or do you think we're going to need to see another large round of balance changes before release? Uh, we will give it to you, Teddy, first for your thoughts. Ooh, so I was just recording my uh, patch breakdown as well. And man, they changed so much, all these little nudges. It was really interesting because I was comparing notes of the changes 
to the um, card win rates on Snap.Fan that I was pulling. Some of them correlate to like terrible win rates like Ultron. Do you guys want to guess what Ultron's win rate was? Like 0.001%? That's what it, that seems like what it should be. Yeah, Ultron was winning when he hit the game board 35% of the time, which is so nightmarish for being the big boss of one of the Avengers movies. Um, so I think that they are definitely moves in the right direction. I don't know. I think that Mr. Negative is still going to be king, taking three points off of a deck list that was winning its matches by 20 to 30 points and still being able to develop all its board on turn seven. I don't think three points is going to shift that needle very much, but it's still, you know, in the right direction. So it's, man, it's hard for me to say because also they changed matchmaking. So you're getting more human opponents than bots, which is great. It lets me evaluate competitive decks better rather than getting this inflated sense that, you know, whatever I build is amazing because I can steal all these cubes off the bots. Mm -hmm. And on the climb up to infinite, when everybody's going really try hard, it's Mr. Negative after Mr. Negative, and you get ground down. And then after Infinite, people are not tryharding as much. So I don't even see Mr. Negative as much to be able to test against. But I still feel like he is undisputedly the king. I'd like to see him taken down yet another peg. Um, but overall, I think the meta is very good. And especially meta for new players, which might be the most important, Pool 1 and Pool 2 decks. I think their balance changes have really brought down outliers, so there's a lot of freedom in terms of what you build. Um, and there's actually still some good cards that can be mainstays of your decks as you supercharge them with your pool three pulls. Lots of great thoughts. Lots of great thoughts. Um, what would you say is your your favorite change out of the latest patch that you feel like uh, is going to make the biggest impact positively on the balance? Oh, it's Baron Mordo, but that he's so toxic. <laughs> Being able to give your opponent that six-cost card and then throw down Ronin. It's the combo of Baron Mordo plus Ronin because I really... That synergy there is absolutely beautiful. I've been messing around with it, having a ton of fun. I see it in mirror matches now because everybody seems to be pretty high on it. And the module of Ronin plus Max is quite easy to fit in. It's kind of plug and play. It works on its own. You can build a full deck around it or not, but it's still going to give you a lot of value. And now I'm still I'm still trying to get a handle on some of the shifts of, you know, cards that had been four drops, now five drops. Devil Dinosaur, I don't know where he's gonna land. Some of these other mainstays. I'm Devil Dino being a three zero on release. It just looks so ridiculous now that he's a five three. Yes. Um I keep trying to bring him back and I had a successful list going within like eight hours before the balance change and now I have to reevaluate again. So it's gonna be quite interesting. But yeah, favorite change, definitely Baron Mordo. Awesome. Well, Wes, let's turn it over to you. How do you feel about the the balance where they've got to after multiple patches and with the latest patch? And do you have do you know do you, is there anything that concerns you that's left over after this patch? Uh, I think this is what like our fourth or fifth balance patch we've had since the beta started. Yep. And I'm honestly impressed with every time they've done it. They've their team that does the balancing. I think it's doing a fantastic job. They have a penchant for hating Discard for some reason, because they absolutely <laughs> smash Discard every single time. But other than that, um, I, you know, and killing my Bay Okoye, I'll never forget them. But other than that, I think they've done fantastic. The, the meta's always felt fresh after the balances, and if they keep the pace of trying to keep it at least once a month, maybe every few weeks, it's, it's gonna be great. Um, 
talking about Mr. Negative, I think a lot of people are are miss are missing the point with negative. Uh, taking him down is a fine balance for negative. Perfect balance from ne- Mr. Negative. The problem with Mr. Negative decks isn't Mr. Negative. It's the power he gets from being able to negatize the cards. And then cards like Sarah and Magic that enable him to continue using even more of those negatized cards. Because you get a five power Iron Man. The, the problem isn't Mr. Negative. The problem is that five power Iron Man. Uh, you get a zero cost Ronin now. That gets plus three for every card in your opponent's hand. The problem is a negative. It's the Ronin being zero. And mm-hmm. then having the ability to use more than those cards. If you're still limited to only like two of the negatized cards, like the way it should be, then Mr. Negative is fine. But in my opinion, the enablers are what makes Mr. Negative so bad. I think Sarah and Magic being the key ones there. Yeah, yeah. you're saying um, that he should only get two draws based on if he's a four drop, you play him on turn four, and then you only draw two cards naturally, right? Right, yeah. 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 So maybe put him to where he only negatizes the next two cards in your deck or something like that could be a little bit fit more fair without having to crush Sarah and Magic. Well, that is an interesting take. I, I hadn't thought of that, but um, kind of a change a la... Um... Now, of course, I'm going to forget. Um, not a Koye. Nakia, exactly. Yeah, no. Right? Like, taking the do-to-everything ability and do it to X amount of cards. Right? Um, mm-hmm. I think I think that's I, an interesting take. I'm yeah. still very sensitive about that because Kia's my side chick. What they did to a Koye and Nakia still hurts. <laughs> oh, man. I... Yeah. I loved it. It hurt you. They, they were disgusting. It was so tiring to see her dropped every single game. I know. I love okay, doing it every single game. When she was a one drop was fine, though. I was fine with the first because plus two is a lot to deal with, and I don't know why they thought plus three is fine with Ronan. But <laughs> Nikia, yeah, Nikia was definitely too strong. I just think they over-nerfed both of them. Yeah. I think they wanted to give the community the palate cleanser there, but yeah. Man, if we're throwing out balance suggestions on negative, my take is that we bring in one of the, like, you know how uh, Sarah has the card's cost will be decreased, but there's a minimum. If we put a minimum on how much he's changing the cost, especially of cards on negative, that he's going to try and flip them, but he moves the number like a minimum of so far, then he could still affect your whole deck and you get that kind of fantasy, especially because they have the awesome inverted art for all the cards. Like, that seems like it's thematic and should stay, but... Maybe they don't get as the insane flip as, you know, the 5-0 Iron Man becoming 0-5. If he became something like a 2-3, that's still way better than a normal Iron Man. Maybe game-winning, but not as, it doesn't feel as bad as it does now. Yeah. I mean, Devil Dinosaur, obviously, right? Going from a 4-0 to a 5-3, I think one subtle change there is uh, a flip of Devil Dinosaur is now a 3-5, right? Exactly. Um, so that's uh that's less good for negative right in some ways i mean it's still like you'd have base yeah, but then they gave him ronin so it's fine yeah 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 i don't think but the yeah. five the five zero plus three power for ronin is gonna last forever personally yeah as, as far as yeah the the most recent set of balances my opinion ronin is the is the key big card that's the plus three like Everybody was, like I said, up in arms about plus two from Okoye and Nakia. Give him plus three. And then, like Teddy said, you've got Maximus, who's a really underrated card. 
Now Baron Mordo's good. It's funny because I just was making a video about him because I just got him not too long ago. And not, but he's I don't think he's great, but he is good. He's definitely better uh, than he was for sure. Yeah. And then with the synergy of now Ronan being so sick, nasty, I think you throw in a Sandman, you throw in uh, who else would go with uh Oh, you need Mystique. You throw in Sandman, Mystique, Baron Mordo and Maximus with Ronan. You're on and your way Black to Widow. a really nasty deck. Yeah, for sure. Man. Yeah, it's it's bonkers and it's so much fun. <laughs> I yeah, will Ronan. say on the competitive side, one thing that's like it's refreshing is that there is counterplay technically. There's some cards that you know not every deck wants to run, but if something is really going to run away with the meta, like Ronin, then Enchantress comes back into vogue. Oh, if yeah. it is something else, it's Shang-Chi to be able to counter. If it's spamming out your cards, it's Sandman, you know. And mm. so there are counters if one deck gets too out of line. That you you always feel like you could tech in some counterplay. And with the snap mechanic, you can retreat for a small loss. So it honestly doesn't feel as bad in snap to have the table being run by one deck versus some of the other games where then you're locked into a 20-minute match at torture where you know they're yeah, going to beat you. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. But yeah, for me, Ronan's the real winner from this balance change. Yeah. For better or for worse. But no, for sure. I think definitely the biggest biggest benefit there. Well, awesome. No, this has been a great conversation about balance. I think they are close. I think there will be still some changes, right? Because, you know, they've shown us before they kind of have their patching now list and then they have their watch list. It seems like that's their pattern, right? So I'm sure there's still cards on their watch list they didn't change this time around. Whether that's, you know, buffing down or nerfing down or buffing up, right? Uh, so I'm sure there's some more cards that they're just waiting for that little bit more time, a little bit more playtime, a little bit more data before they make some changes before release. So will be interesting to see. Well, awesome. I mean, we've covered a lot of topics here. Um, want to kind of shift it to our to our conclusion, and that is I'd love to hear both, from both of you your general thoughts, uh, general impressions, and confidence level for global release. Do you feel like they are ready? Do you feel like they're they're close but not quite? Do you feel like there there's reason for concern, etc.? Where are you feeling and why? And you know, um, let, let let's just dive into that part of the conversation. Wes, we'll give it to you first this time. I'm really excited. I'm so hyped for next month to get a bunch of new people playing, getting their eyes on it. Um, my biggest concern would be another really bad monetization choice like Nexus events. Now, with what Ben Brode said recently in the Discord, it gives me more confidence in that area because he said they're not even sure if they're going to bring back something like Nexus events. They're looking at different ways to get cards in people's hands. So hopefully what they're looking at is much better and much more fair as far as price points. And I also think with the implement of the emotes and more variants, I think that's really where their bread should be buttered as far as monetization goes. Because the variants are amazing. I can't stop scooping them from the shop. I'm always out of gold. And the new emotes, I see those definitely being sold in the shop and me probably spending gold on those as well. So yeah. I think that's great. Um, yeah, I think really getting more players in and I also, I really think they need to invest in a little bit of marketing. Uh, 
other than right at D23, seeing some IGN interviews and stuff like that, I haven't seen too much marketing for Snap. And I think that should not be the case. People need to know that this game is coming out because it is super awesome and it's super addicting. Like, people can say, with oh, I don't like card games. Oh, I don't like mobile games, blah, blah, blah. Put this game in somebody's hand, let them play a few matches, and I'm fairly confident that a large majority of them will keep playing. So I would love to see more eyes on that. Yeah. And, uh, if, so, you if know, you put Ben Brode on any marketing campaign and he's talking to people about Snap, they're going to get hyped for it, right? We need some more Ben Brode hype videos. Yep. Yeah, and I'm just saying, I, I narrate for a channel that has a fairly large audience and they've given me the go okay that we, we, we can promote you guys. So if you want to sponsor us or get anything in the works there, anybody at Second Dinner listening, be amazed on YouTube. We would love to talk about Marvel Snap. Nice. No, I I just want to agree with one thing you said. Like my um my brother in law and sister are you know big Marvel fans. They like Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, like some comic books, stuff like that, right? Uh, but they they aren't really card game people, uh, physical or digital. But uh, you know, helps them register and get into the into the beta, and they've been playing for a few weeks. And man, now I'm like, am I the one that's more hyped about the game or is it them? Right? Like they're sending me screenshots at like two in the morning. Like, oh man, we matched up against each other finally. And oh, look at this play that happened. You know, all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, these are people that are not really card game people. And they are so excited and hyped for this game. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's just very accessible and very fun. And I think uh, I think it's has the potential to reach a wider audience than your typical uh, card game magic, Hearthstone, etc. So, uh, Teddy, we will turn it over to you for your general thoughts and your confidence level for the global release. Yeah, I am honestly super confident. I know I talked a lot of smack just the whole time about stuff that they need to add and fix and whatnot, but they have improved significantly, I think, with every single patch. And they've shown that they really had a clear idea of where they wanted to be, how they were going to get there. I am fully expecting that they're going to execute on this Get us the full release. We, something we haven't talked about is getting the PC-designated version. I am so excited for that, both because that's how the primary way that I play, but also, as a content creator, it's going to make videos look so much better. I've already gotten comments like people asking, can you make it easier to see the cards? Like, well, I'm sorry. It's a vertical-only mobile game format. If I get the PC version and then get, you know, really clean layout, it's going to be fantastic. And, uh, yeah, again, I have great confidence that they're going to execute on a solid release here. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I mean, sorry, I, I know this is diverting from kind of us concluding this. One more question for you. I wanted to bring this up earlier and then I forgot. Where, if you guys had to guess, use your crystal balls here. Uh, if you had to guess when the PC client will come, I don't think it's going to be before global release. If you had to guess, uh, like, what's the window after global release, after mid-October? Like, where, where would you see the PC client dropping when, I should say? They've already said it's going to be available on Steam at, at, at global release. They said that? Steam Early Access, yeah. What? Yeah, that was my expectation, is that we're getting it on the 18th with the full release. We can do... It's going to be considered PC beta, while mobile, Android, and iOS will be full release. PC beta, right. but at the same time. I'm glad you guys are here, because obviously I missed that. But... Oh, that's that's super exciting. I, I think that's going to help uh, help with a lot of people being able to stream the game more easily, right? So people that haven't been in the beta and haven't been streaming and playing are going to be 
able to, you know, pick it up and put it into their stream a lot more easily than, uh, you know, a lot of people who, you know, like you guys and others who have taken the time to make it work the best you can to show it well in a video or on a stream. So got yeah, going to add some more accessibility there. Exactly. As the viewer, you don't have to go through the bleeding eye experience of whatever layout this content creator has devised to be able to show this little, you know, vertical read mobile game on a YouTube video or a stream. Exactly. Yeah. Well, awesome. I, I'll just conclude here with my thoughts. Uh, you know, I'm feeling very positive. I think we've had some we've had some ups and downs, right? We've had a little bit of a roller coaster over the last few months, and and I don't say that in a horrible way. I just mean, uh, you know, I would say Nexus Events was our darkest moment, right? Uh, I think that definitely uh torpedoed some of the hype uh, there for a little while, and definitely, uh, I think a lot of us. We're, we're unsure if we had made the right decision and to create content around this game, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Second Dinner has has earned, I, I can't speak for everyone, but they've earned my trust back in showing that they're willing to take feedback. They're willing to, to you know, go back to the drawing board when it's appropriate to do so and that they really want this game to be successful long-term and they're willing to put the work in to find the right balance of monetization, of gameplay, etc., um, to be a successful company, but also to have a successful game. So I feel excited. I feel that they are going to uh, nail the global release. I think they're going to uh, keep a steady cadence of patches and new features coming after that. And I think they're in for the long haul. And I think uh, I think good things are ahead. So very excited, uh, very excited for the global release. Um, I just want to say thank you to you guys again. Uh, I know we had to coordinate some difficult schedules here to get the three of us together, but I really appreciate you guys being willing to jump on here, be part of this great conversation. Uh, I'm sure people are going to love this. And, you know, if you do have thoughts about what we've shared here, uh, whether you agree, disagree with some of the things we've shared, make sure to share it with us all on Twitter. That being said, let me turn it over to you guys to kind of give shout outs about the content you're creating, where people can follow you and where they can connect with you to share, you know, their thoughts on what you've shared on today's podcast. So Wes, I'll turn it over to you first. Yeah. Uh, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, I'm Wes D four best. Uh, I make daily deck videos. Um, I'll go over balance changes and stuff like that. Whatever tickles my fancy, but Monday through fi- Friday, I'm dropping videos and, uh, sometimes I'm streaming. It's all dependent on my wife and daughter and whether they bestow me with the time to do that. Um, but yeah, um, I love Snap. I can't get enough of it. That's why it was no problem for me to get up at five in the morning to be here and talk about it with you guys because that's how much I love Snap. And I, I really am so excited and hyped for next month. Thanks for having me on to talk about it. Yeah, no problem. Make sure to go follow Wes. And Teddy, uh, let's get give you a shout out. Yep, Teddy Ninja, all on YouTube. That's where I stream. That's where I post the videos. You can hit me up over there if you want to be able to see Whatever I've been trying to concoct or cards that I get to work, I'm of the mentality that any of these cards can get to shine in a deck built around them. So that's kind of where I go with my content, doing deck list guides built around specific key cards. And yeah, loving the game. Love the opportunity to come onto the podcast here. Awesome. Well, listeners, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to let us know your thoughts on Twitter and in the Discord. Uh, we are very grateful for you, you and your continued support, and we will catch you in the next episode of Can't Stop Snapping.
Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast written, recorded, produced, and hosted by Michael Thurman. Thanks for listening. Thank you.